Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. This is Season 3, Episode 17, Rise Up and Endure the Season of Change. Boys, my wife and I really have a lot to say about the enduring change because during the fast, past few months, we've had a pretty big change in our life from moving from Texas to Colorado, which was a huge step in undertaking on our part. So, boy, can we relate to that because it wasn't easy doing this change. It really wasn't easy doing it. But we're going to talk about that in this episode. we got three bullet points we want to make. One, recognizing the season. Two, enduring the season of change. And three, finally overcoming and coming out of the change, which I believe my wife and I are doing just that now, is coming out of the season of change. So, and the song we're going to perform today is called Overcomer by Mandiza, which I'm sure everybody heard. It's an awesome song. I think it fits perfectly with uh, the season of change. So, let's, uh, let's get started. Yes, welcome everyone. Yeah, no one likes to go through the, the, the change that brings trials. The Lord says in Genesis chapter 8 that as long as the earth shall endure, there'll be seed time and harvest. So sometimes you're planting seeds for something else in the future. And sometimes to plant them, it's our enduring the seasons of trials. The trials are what help us to grow, learn. Uh, as in the first chapter of James, it says consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds why why is that why should we be joyful about that because that's how we learn where our weaknesses are and what what needs to become stronger that's how we learn what sins are hindering us from moving on and maybe not sins maybe we're doing something that's really not beneficial to our path or maybe beneficial to somebody else's path Maybe you're enabling somebody and they keep looking to you when they really need to look to God because he can deliver them completely. And so sometimes there's just different kinds of seasons. And then sometimes there's seasons of trials that God allows because they're going to bring out some sort of passion that's going to help fulfill our purpose. Uh, so they're all different kind of seasons, all different kind of trials uh, for different reasons. And then there's the seasons of coming out and being promoted to another level. And don't think just because you went through a trial and you're being promoted, then it's all done. You're in glory land now. No. As the Bible says, we go from glory to glory. So you start getting in that and God sees he can trust you. Okay, then he wants to move you up to another level, move you somewhere else, answer another prayer. But sometimes the prayers you want, you need to be a little bit more mature to receive. So you can guess what? Yes, you're going to go through another change. You're going to go through another trial. So this is what this episode is all about. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says to everything, there's a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. Seasons and change happen in everything and even in life. So are you recognizing the seasons of change? Are you recognizing when stuff is changing and things are getting a little harder? Or do you recognize when you're beginning to come out? Pray, Lord, please open my eyes to the seasons of change as it happens as they arrive. uh, And you are authoring or you are allowing. Right. Uh, 
re- recognizing the season of change can be tough. We're referring to Abraham and Father Terah. Then Abraham by himself, Jacob, went left uncle to come home and make amends with his brother. When the seasons of change are in process, sometimes you may feel frustrated in your spirit. Sometimes you may know what frustration is, and at other times you can pinpoint pinpoint it, but you know you are frustrated in your spirit and do not know why. It is not other people. It is a change in position or path you are on. God is about to move you. Jacob, whose name means deceiver, did not want to be known for anything for that any longer. He deceived his brother and deceived his father and his uncle and did not want to be known as that any longer. He took his wives, children, and flock and went back home to the place where it all began. He went home to meet up and make amends with his brother. Yes, and if you're reading in Genesis where the Lord commanded uh, Abram's father, Terah, to leave, you know, it was given to him to start off with. But as you recall, he didn't make it. He he stayed. Do you want to get stuck? Do you want to get stuck because you're not willing to open your eyes? You're not willing to allow God to, to teach you? Your pride is getting in the way and you just think you're all that in a bag of chips and you just got it all together. Um, the Lord says that, you know, he blesses the humble, but he opposes the proud, right? He gives grace to the humble. So which one, side do you want to be on? Um, he got stuck right there and he died in the land that he wasn't meant to stay in. So then God gave it to Abram and he told him to move on. So he and Lot moved on, right? And then the same with Jacob. He finally moved on. He finally decided enough is enough. Are you going to decide you're tired of being in that stuck position and, and going through the same merry-go-round of trials, are you going to finally decide that it's time for you to move on? Because change happens. And when we work with God in those changes, in those trials, then we go through them a lot faster. Exactly. How fast do you want to move? Are you going to willing to make the sacrifice and change for what God has in store? Or are you going to stay still? Moving on. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them and sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, uh, of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip, and was out of joint. He wrestled with him and said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men. And he prevailed. Genesis thirty-two twenty-two through 28. Okay, you know who that was? He wrestled with the angel of the Lord. He wrestled with the Lord. That's who it was. And sometimes we can be fighting with God in the wrong way in our spirit by being stubborn and not wanting to open our eyes and see. But then sometimes it's called persevering and that's what Jacob was doing right then. Sometimes it's called enduring. Sometimes it's called 
persevering. No, it's being steadfast in your faith that you're not going to give up. The Lord says, I think it's in Isaiah 7 verse 9 or the other way around. It says, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Okay, sometimes that's what we have to do. But would never get stubborn in your trial and refuse to allow God to teach you and correct you to help move you on. To move those things out of your life that's going to hinder you. And to help you learn the new things that's going to be for the next stage of your growth. Isn't that the truth? So how are we going to honor God by letting him put us through these overcoming changes? Are we going to go through the change and see what rest of what lies before us on the other side? See, Sandy and I have went through that in the past few months. When we moved up to Colorado, she got terribly, terribly sick, as we all know. Spent a week in the hospital, and I was wondering, was this move a mistake? Did we do the wrong thing? But we persevered, and now we're, we're coming out of the trial. We're coming out of the change, and we couldn't be happier. It actually made our relationship as stronger than it ever has been. You won't believe the change in us that has happened over the past few months, and we're slowly coming to the other side, and it's been an amazing journey, a hard journey, but an amazing journey nonetheless. But uh, um, it was it was hard. Yes, we endured all kind of things. I mean, we've endured financial struggles in this. Um, we've learned some areas of ourselves that our own faith, uh, I know mine personally, needed to grow. Um, you know, there, there's been some struggles in my, you know, personal life with my family that I need to trust God with. Sometimes you're there to be a shoulder. You're there to be a light. Sometimes you're there just to love. But there are some things in life when God will use you and give you a word and it's just on your mouth to say. Or an inspiration of something you need to do. Just suddenly it's there in your heart. But when you're trying and you're forcing things to happen, it's like kicking against the goads, right? Sometimes you just have to let go and let God. When you're forcing something with a family member and you know it's not working, then it's not your job to fix. The Lord says in Psalm 68, 19, praise the Lord who daily bears our burdens. Okay, some burdens are not meant for us to carry people. They're God's. We're not supposed to fix people and clean people up. That's not our job. We're supposed to love them. He says, love one another as I have loved you. Judge not lest you be judged. When we came to the Lord, did we um, get cleaned up first? No. No. If you read in the Old Testament when they're building the tabernacle, where was the wash basin? It was inside. In that whole tabernacle area. The tabernacle is Jesus Christ. They get cleaned up when they come to Jesus, not before. So that's not our job to clean them up. We weren't clean when we came to him, so we can't expect that to be for everybody else. We're just supposed to love them and be the light and the ambassador of Christ, as we're called to be. That they can see that kind of love in us and want us. But if we're being judgmental by our actions, by our words, by the expressions on our face, then how can they want what we have? And we have to treat our family members the same way. And that is the hardest because we love them so much. We want to change them. 
but they have to endure their own seasons of change. And part of making us grow is grow is trusting the Lord enough to have them and let him work with them because he will take care of them. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And when he has started a good work in us and in our family members, he's going to finish it. All right. Yes. Moving on to topic number two, enduring the season of change. Probably the hardest part is actually living through the season of change. Here are some steps to help you when you get, when you when that frustration comes on. Referring David on the run from, on the run from King Saul, and we got the block of the book of Psalms from his con, con, constant crying out to God and enduring, and not giving up. One, go to God in prayer. Ask Him, Are you going to bring me into a new season? And if so, how do I deal with it? Two, spend time with Him. The more time you spend with someone, the more you you, know, you become sensitive to their nature. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you will sense and discern changes brought about by God. You will know when to be patient and wait, when to move, and knowing when the Spirit telling you what to do. A. Talking with Him. B. Praying. And C. Reading the Bible. And well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to play the song that we promised you earlier, Overcomer by Mendeza. So we'll be back right after this.
Hey guys, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that song by Bandiza called Overcomer. And we're talking about topic number two, and during the season of change, I went through some references, and we're going to continue on with letter D, praise and worship. E, setting, sitting silently in his presence. Conversation is a two-way. Be quiet long enough to listen and give him the time to speak. Three, speak out positive affirmations of the promise he made you and promises found in the Bible. And speak out loud to yourself. This is really helps because when you say it out loudly your heart hears and your faith is built upon your heart and finally number four do what he says yes so going back through some of these the lord says in james 4 2 you do not have because you do not ask god god wants us to come to him and although it says in psalm 139 he knows a word on our tongue before we even speak it he wants us to come to him why number one for that relationship and number two because when you come to him you learn to rely on him and depend on him and when he answers your prayers your faith grows and you want answers from him since he knows the end from the beginning and he knows how it's all going to play out when you go to him he can help lead you in the right direction okay you gotta pay attention to who you talk to are they of the same faith of you as you are they maybe just a baby christian and, and and haven't learned a lot yet or are they someone wise your pastor or maybe someone that's an elder that's been in the church a while pay attention to who you also talk to and, and get help from and spending time with him is so important because God, it says in Psalm 22, 3, the King James Version, that he inhabits the praises of Israel. That means he inhabits the praises of his people. So when you're really struggling with something, get in his presence. Spend time with him. Praise him. And when you're opening your mouth and praise him, guess what? When you're worried or discouraged, the devil's not going to stick around and praise God with you. So get in his presence and then he will speak to you but you got to give him time you can't just snap your fingers like you're putting something in a microwave and say two minutes please okay you can't control god that way he's god and you're not and sometimes you just got to be patient you can't rush your time with god and then when you feel his presence sometimes you just have his peace and then sometimes that knowing just fills your heart that knowing of what to do and reading the word okay God in Psalm 138:2 says he exalts his name and his word above all things. And in John chapter 16 it says of the Holy Spirit that the Lord that he takes from what is the Lord, the Lord and he makes it known to him. So guess what? And he makes that known to us. So the Holy Spirit gets things from the Lord and he passes it along to us. And so spending time and become acquainted with your friend the third person of the holy spirit who lives and dwells within you guess what rely on him and say holy spirit i need help can you just help lead me and, you know get that word from god through being in his presence and the more time you read the word the more time you sit and praise him and pray to him and talk to him reading the bible you get to know who he is and his character right just like your spouse if you've been married for quite some time and and you and you dated you kind you should know them pretty well and know what they're going to like and dislike well the same is with god you're going to know what he likes and what he doesn't like and you're going to just sense and that discernment will grow in you of you know this is just not from god and i don't feel that peace and 
speak out the word of God. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. That's Proverbs 18.21. So when you speak out that word. And as in Romans. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when you speak it out. You're going to hear it. It's like Donnie said. It's going to get into your heart. And your faith is going to grow from it. So. What are you going to do? Do you want to have joy through your trials or you don't want to be in constant depression? And guess what? If you complain, you remain. It's going to take a lot longer to get, get you through that until you learn what God wants you to learn. So it's better to ask him, God, help me. God, give me the strength. God, give me the words to stand on. And he'll point you to those verses in the Bible. He will help and give you the help because he wants you. He says in our weakness, he's our strength. Are you relying on him to endure the season? That's a good question. What are we doing to uh, to endure and to uh, go through the seasons of change to f- honor him on the other side? That's a very good question. Romans 5, 1-5 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace through with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into, his, into this grace, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God, not only that we also glory in tribulations, knowing that the tribulations produce perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because love of God has poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who gives who was given to us. And Galatians 5, 16-18 says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust of flesh lusts get against the spirit, and the spirit against flesh. These are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So, as Donnie was reading in that verse in Romans, it says it produces character in us, right? Perseverance produces character in us. So, seasons of change, trials, they help us to grow. Um, And as we went from a child, right, Uh, a toddler to a child, to a teenager, to a young adult, and then to an adult, we had seasons of change, and you've learned things. And, Donnie, you probably don't do some things that you did when you were a teenager. You've learned, right? Oh, God, yes. Honestly, when I was a kid, uh, my dad had to put me down a few spots to make sure that I was growing the way he saw me to grow. So, yeah, we all went through that change. We all went through punishments and growing and learning from those punishments. That's exactly what we're doing as an adult. Listening to God, because God is our Father. He's trying to teach us things. And do we always listen? Nope. Do we wish we listened at times? Absolutely. So that's part of growing up and going through these different trials and seasons of change is learning and finally realizing what we're supposed to learn. So in our last topic, overcoming and coming out of change, uh, a reference I have here is David. Oh my goodness, he overcame and look how long. It wasn't just, you know, a, a two week period and it's done. He overcame a lot. And he was tested a lot. Are you going to live by your emotions? Are you going to take revenge by your emotions? Are you going to do what is right and show integrity? And he had several chances to kill King Saul. And he didn't. 
He said, no, I, won't, I will not touch the Lord's, Lord's anointed. And by that, guess what? We're all Lord, the Lord's anointed if you're a child of God. And so guess what? Are you touching the Lord's anointed by your words, by your actions, by the revenge you want to show? God hears every word we speak. That's just a side note. Um, Esther and the Israelites overcame and they were saved from Haman's plans. Haman wanted to kill the Jews. And Esther was scared to go before the king because if you go before the king and you're not called, your head can get chopped off. But she fasted and prayed and then she went before the king. So before you make any decisions, always go before the Lord and pray about them first. And that's what she did. And they overcame and it worked in their favor. And then Nehemiah and Ezra, okay, they overcame the enemy's plots from trying to stop them from re rebuilding after the exile rebuilding the wall and gates of jerusalem and the temple and ezra and so they overcame they had to endure a lot and endure a lot from the enemy intimidation and they tried to infiltrate them oh we want to help you no they only wanted to help them so they can so they can create division within them and halt the progress but nehemiah wasn't having it they had a sword in one hand and they worked with the other it means the sword represents the word of god and they live by God's word and his commands and what he's told them to do. Are we doing that? Are we living by God's commands? Well, probably some of us are. Some of us are. Which you know which, which one you are. So moving on, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling verse. Walking through trials of life, trusting God and allowing the trials to grow you spiritually while growing your faith as well. You just have to go through these trials and you'll know what's going on you'll finally realize what you're supposed to learn god is doing a new thing do not give up you ask for certain things and sometimes the path you are on jobs location etc needs to change in order to fulfill it trust him allow god to be god in your life and control of everything do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old behold i will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you know it I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isaiah 43:18 and 19. Do not lose heart. Do not give up. God is faithful to all his promises. He will help you, give you the strength to endure. God helped many people read about the Bible and they overcame. He is no respecter of persons. He shows no favoritism and he will help you as well. Victory is promised. With God, we gain the victory and trample down our enemies. Psalm sixty twelve. We got to let God have time to do what he needs to do. He doesn't work on a time clock. He doesn't work on a time schedule. He doesn't work under contract. He does things when he knows is the right time. When we, do we know it is the right time? We have no idea. Point is, we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. We know God is there. We know God is working. We just don't know what he's doing in the background. You have to respect that he's going to do his thing in his time. He will guide you through the trials and tribulations that you may be going through. You just got to let him have the time to do so. Because in that time, you're learning. And also, God's gift and his calling are irrevocable. He says that in his word. And he also says in Philippians 1.6, he says that he finishes what he starts so if you're going through a change, God hasn't forgotten you. Sometimes it's longer than you want to be. But trust that 
if God died for you on the cross and the excruciating pain that he went through, then you got to know that he's not going to leave you there. Then if he's allowing it, it is for a good reason. And remember back in trials past that you came through and what you learned out of them? Remember that when you go through another one. It's like, okay, God got me through that and I learned something out of it. So, you know, I don't understand it right now, but I know God is going to teach me something in this. And I'm going to grow and he's going to impart something to me through this when I come out of it. That's going to help me on my next stage. And that will help you to get through these seasons of change, these trials, until you get to the season of change that you want to. The one where there's blessing and rest. Because trust me, it will come. And if you don't fight God on it and you work with him, you'll get through a lot faster. And that leads us to our last closing verse. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap a harvest if we faint not. If we do not lose heart. That's Galatians 6 verse 9. Trust God in the process. Trust him in the process. Let me close with a word of prayer and I'll hand it over to Donnie to give you some updates. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all these people out here listening constantly and our faithful listeners. And I'm praying that you help them in their time of need. Give them that word of encouragement. Give them a word of knowledge specifically for them. Lord, give them the direction and the guidance. Shine your light as if there was just physical light shining on the path. Shine it in the direction where they need to go to. And on the verses that will help them. And in their heart, give them their inspiration. Give them the provision for the path as well, Lord. Help them. And if there's healing that needs to happen from it or in it, Lord, please bring them healing. And Lord, bring them comfort and then also use them and give them the words to say to be a testimony to someone else going through a like trial that they can help them just as they wanted help we thank you for all these people and in everything we ask in jesus name amen amen yeah just a few updates we're still working on the children's talk uh, children's corner and talk time we uh, got a couple of uh, promo videos up on Facebook, on our Facebook page, if you want to check them out. And uh, we're, we're hopefully to be able to film the first episode of Children's Corner within the next couple of weeks. We'll have to see how that goes, but it looks like it's going pretty good so far. And uh, remember, uh, this is Easter time, and what, uh, what comes around Easter time to Passover, and we also got a brand new... Uh, doll that we've been promoting here for the Jesus Talking Doll, which is a perfect gift for your kids during Easter. It teaches them about the Bible and shares with them a few verses if you touch the hand. So check that out. Go to their website at JesusTalkingDoll.com and hit the promo code Sandy and Donnie for 10% off that uh, that doll. Check it out today. And also remember to go to our Facebook page to learn more about these new videos and new shows that we got coming along. And also go to our website to check out our books. And uh, we got promo codes up there too for 10% off. And, uh, the, all of our books, it's on our website. So check them out today. And Sandy's got that one book on there, 10% off. Uh, what's it called, honey? That the uh, devotional guide? Abide in me. Okay. Abide in me. And just at checkout, just use 10 off. 
and you will get 10% off. Yeah, I think she almost forgot that book, but uh, yeah, it's been on there, and we're advertising that book on our Facebook page as well, so check it out. Perfect time, Passover, to learn about God. And also, uh, do you have any other updates, honey? Uh, if you have a prayer request or a special need, you can visit our website at yournewlifeministries.org or email us direct at info at yournewlifeministries.org. Um, and also, if you have some questions in talk time, guess what, people? Questions are going to be on the show. At the end of every show, we're going to answer a couple of questions from our listeners. And so you don't have to have your name. You don't, We don't have to speak your name. Just let us know if you want us to or if you don't. But email us those questions. Or you can, um, like I said, visit the contact part on the bottom of the first page uh, and send it in there. Or any other questions or prayer requests, please send in your prayer requests, special prayer requests, and we will be glad to pray for your needs. So, yeah, that's all the updates I think we have for this week. We hope you have a wonderful Passover week and a wonderful Easter that's coming up next Sunday. And we will be here next Sunday to do a special uh, special episode of You Got This in honor of our Lord and King Jesus Christ. So check us out next week. And also, just always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. Talk at you later, guys. Bye-bye.